Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Uh, a bunch of us follow Albert Namad on Twitter. A lot of Heat fans, a lot of Heat Twitter folks follow him because he knows a lot about the salary cap. He joins us here on the guest line. Albert, good morning. And so, so we're turning to you to get some hot tips on what the Heat can, cannot do in free agency starting this weekend with the salary cap. You know a little bit about the CBA. You know how all that works. So the first thing that I'll ask you about is the major guys that the Heat are going to go for this weekend, guys like Gordon Hayward, guys like Blake Griffin. What is the what is the maximum starting salary based on the cap projections that these guys uh, would likely be asking for for the Heat? Yeah, as of right now, the salary cap is projected at $99 million, so they'd be asking for a max salary of $29.7 million. And based on where the Heat currently stand going into this weekend, how much space do the Heat have to work with? Right, so the Heat are going to start this summer with about $29 million of cap space, and that's without uh, James Johnson, that's without Dion Waiters, and that's without Willie Reed. But they can get up to about $39 million. Now, how can, they, how, how can they create that extra $10 million of cap space, right? Um, item number one, they could waive Wayne Ellington. That'll save you about $6 million. They can then waive and stretch the contract of Josh McRoberts. That'll save you another $3 million. That's, that's about nine of the $10 million difference. And then they can take some minor moves, each of which will save you less than $1 million, which is to waive Rodney Magruder, Wave Akara White, or possibly even renounce Luke Babbitt. That'll get you all the way to the ten million. So the Heat realistically have, without any help from a trade partner, anywhere between twenty-nine and thirty-nine million dollars of, uh, of money to spend this summer. Right, and and with Ellington, correct me if I'm wrong. They have until what the seventh to decide on that one. They have until the seventh, which means they can go through the entire moratorium period and, and 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 figure out what their future is, and then make the decision on Ellington after they have a better sense of that. Okay, so if these guys are getting, say, the max guys are getting a starting salary uh, a little less than thirty million dollars, we're talking the Heat having approximately uh, nine, maybe ten million dollars to work with after signing one of the huge guys. So. There's no real reasonable scenario for folks out there asking, Albert, about can they sign one of the big guys and also keep James Johnson and Dion Waiters. There's really no reasonable scenario that they could have all three. I wouldn't jump – oh, well, all three, absolutely. I, I don't think it's reasonable to conclude that. And why I say that is, is basically your math, right? I mean, you'd have – let's start with the maximum amount they could produce, which is 39. If 30 is taken up by the max contract type player, call it Blake Griffin or Gordon Hayward – then they have about $9 million left over. What you'd be asking is, could Waiters and Johnson be willing to sp- uh, split that $9 million? And, and realistically, because of cap holes, that would go up one. It would go, go to about $10 million. But could they split $10 million? And the answer to that question is no. To get there, you'd have to then start thinking about trade scenarios. You know, if you traded Tyler Johnson, you'd save another $5 million. So you add 10 to 5 and you get $15 million to split. If you then 
somehow trade Josh McRoberts. That'll save you an extra $2 million. Now you're talking about $17 million to split. So you can get higher to make it a little bit more compelling, but the highest you could probably go, you could also theoretically trade the, the draft pick, Bam Adebayo, and save another $2 million. So that'll get you maybe to as high as $18 million, but would they be willing to split $18 million even if you were able to make all those trades? And the answer to that question is still, it could still be no. So realistically speaking, I think it's within the Heat's power potentially to go after a max contract player like a Gordon Hayward and still have enough room for one of those two between Waiters and Johnson, but both I don't think is a realistic option. Now, Albert, uh, Albert Namad here with us. You can follow him on Twitter. Same name, last name is spelled N-A-H-M-A-D, at Albert Namad on Twitter, and he, he, he really knows what's going on with the salary cap. A lot of the a lot of the guys you've heard of, ESPN, Yahoo, they, they refer to him a lot. They link to him on Twitter. He's got a good understanding of it. Uh, as far as the max salaries are concerned, you know, guys like – James Johnson and Dion Waiters. You got a lot of folks out there, Albert. Ask, hey, why can't the Heat use bird rights? Why can't they go over the cap to sign these guys? And of course, the reason is because they were only on the team for one year so far, so the Heat don't have the bird rights on them. They can't exceed the cap. They have to use cap space to sign those guys. Now, if Miami were to make some kind of deal with them, you know, uh, hush, hush, you sign a, a short term here with us, so then we'll give you the the bird rights, you know, in the future. How how long would the deal have to be with a James Johnson or Dion Waiters to then eventually have their bird rights? Like, would they be able to sign them to another one year, or does it have to be two years before they then have bird rights on those guys? It's not going to be a compelling scenario because it's going to have to be two more years at the lower salary in order to be able to get the full bird rights and then to be able to pay them back for it. And I don't think either one. Yeah. Would wait two years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I would certainly agree. If it was one year, maybe you got a chance. But but two years, that's too much to ask for those guys. Uh, Mick Roberts is a lock to not be on the team next year, be it for uh, cutting him and stretching out the payments or finding a trade partner. Would you agree with that? That he's a lock not to be on the team. I wouldn't necessarily agree with that. It would depend upon what the Heat tries to do. Again. They could have anywhere between 29 and 39. The 29 assumes he's on the team. So if you if if the plan for the Heat is to go after the big the big fish, right, um, the, the whale, and they're not successful in that, maybe maybe Gordon Hayward goes goes over to Boston, and maybe I don't know Blake Griffin stays in L.A. There, there's any number of scenarios, right? If the Heat can't get a whale, then I think the plan shifts to re-signing Waiters and and um, and James Johnson. That's probably not going to take you even the $29 million or certainly not much more than that. So in that scenario, the Heat might go after a third player, and whether or not they're able to get that third player would dictate whether or not they need to, to waive uh, Josh McRoberts. When we, when we talk about a guy like Paul George, you know, a lot of folks out there, they want the Heat to try and trade for him, but they, they, they really don't have the assets to put together to trade for a guy like that, correct? I, I agree with you. I mean, a lot of people have been talking about the possibility of trading for Paul George, and they've been mentioning um, players, you know, in a, sort of like um, Tyler Johnson and, and maybe even Justice Winslow as an enticement to get him. But when you, when you look at it realistically, and you, you, you can't really think about it from the perspective of Miami, when, when you're offering a package to Indiana for, our, for Paul George, you've got to think about it from Indiana's perspective. And, and why would Indiana want to take – who's a very good player in Tyler Johnson, but a player whose contract is about to explode higher to over $19 million each of the next two seasons. And he has a trade bonus, which could take it to 21 million if he doesn't waive it. 
Why would Indiana want to take on a player like that? Uh, in addition to Justice Winslow, Justice Winslow, if he improves his outside shooting, he could become a, an incredibly valuable player. But if he doesn't, he might not even be a starter in this league over the long term. So that kind of package might, I don't think, has any, any chance of enticing Indiana, especially when the, the, the package that are receiving in return elsewhere, which if you believe any of the, the reports from, from Boston, includes you know, one or possibly even two first-round draft picks, it's just not compelling enough for the Heat. Uh, as far as Tyler Johnson is concerned, if the Heat were to trade Tyler Johnson, you know, he's due to make $6 million this year and then $19 million next year. But if they, So if they were to trade him, what does his, I guess, number look like when you're working out the monies in a trade to get the salaries close to match? Is it, is it an average of the four years? Is it what he's making right now? How does that work? It's, it's what he's making right now plus his trade bonus if he doesn't agree to waive it. The new collective bargain agreement allows you to waive your trade bonus at will. He's got a 15% trade bonus, which would add, uh, which would be $3.8 million. And that would be spread over the next couple of years if he's traded after July 1st, right? So it would take his salary from $6 million to, what, seven point eight, And then next year's salary from 19.2 to 21.1. He would have to waive those that trade bonus in order for it to go down to where it, where it is now, which is you know 5.9 million for this year and 19.2 for next. But but that's what you'd be looking at. You'd be looking at trading out 5.9 to if he doesn't waive his trade bonus, five anywhere between 5.9 and 7.8 million dollars of salary this year. Now, now finally here, Albert, to to free up some monies so that the Heat can do multiple things along with signing one of the big time free agents. If they were able to get Gordon Hayward, let's say, to agree to uh to the max deal, uh, are the Heat in a position uh, where they're able to do a sign and trade with Utah, then sending back some monies? over to Utah, which can then, of course, open up some more money for them to do more spending. Are they allowed to do that? Are they allowed to do that? Yes, they are allowed to do that. The question is, does Miami have the pieces that, that Utah would want to, to pursue that um, as an option relative to all the other options they have on the table? Okay, very good. Uh, Albert, excellent job. And again, you can follow him, Albert, at Albert Namad on Twitter. He... Uh, he knows about all this salary cap stuff. Have you ever been asked a, a salary cap question that you don't know the answer to? <laughs> very, very rarely. Yeah, you don't have to be humble. Have you don't have to be humble. You can go into <laughs> braggadocious. That's all right. That's all right. That's why we're having you on. Uh, we'll probably uh, we'll get in touch with you again, uh, maybe in a week or so, once uh, you know what's really hit the fan with the free agency. Thanks a lot, Albert. All right, thank you, guys. Romberg, did you did you get some of your questions answered there? I know yeah. you, you you really wanted to hear some of that yeah. stuff, right? Yeah, I definitely got a lot of things clear. What up. was interesting to you there? Well, basically the fact that if they do land a couple of the big monsters, they're still going to have about nine or ten million dollars to play with. Well, if they land the one big monster, right. they only have about nine or ten a million. Couple to play I'm referring with. to the couple options. Sorry, but yeah, yeah. If, they, if they land that one, they're still going to have a good possible James Johnson style contract to, to to have the ability to keep that guy around as well. Yeah, very unlikely that you're going to get uh, you're going to get everything you want. Right. Very unlikely, unless you wind up, uh, you, you know, unless uh, Riley and Andy Ellisberg they they work some serious magic. As Tobin behind us has got his hands together, he's looking up to the sky and he's doing a little bit of praying. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. 
And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.